I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. What he said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this, dog. Let's go, man. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. As always, it's your boy DC. Got the Dirty Bird up there in the upper left-hand corner representing the 772. John Michaels will or will not be joining us tonight. We're not sure yet. <laughs> he, he actually is a will not. Okay, that. that's a will not. Uh, but, you know, obviously, listen, it's whether or not it's one of us, <laughs> two of us, or all of us, we're all here. So we do have a special guest tonight joining us here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. And uh, he is the current president of the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. Um, so we'd like to bring on to the show uh, Mike Ward. You guys might know him as Coach Ward. Uh, so, Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate your uh, time. And uh, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Okay. Everything's good. Good. Could good. be on with the Canes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, listen, we, we love talking about the University of Miami, whether it's football, basketball, baseball. We're going to start trickling down track, soccer, you know, all the good stuff down on the lower tiers of them. But, hey, if it's orange and green, that's what we represent. Outstanding. So, so, Coach, let me ask you a couple of questions. Obviously, you are now currently the president of the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. Obviously, we want to make sure that we throw our new name out there. Um, how long have you been part of the University of Miami? That's right. We have our shirts on if you there guys you want to that. see that. Um, how long have you been part? Obviously, you've been a coach at the University of Miami. But how long have you been affiliated school-wise and things like that at the University of Miami? Since 1992. Okay. So, so quite a while. That's the year I graduated. There you <laughs> High go. School. High school. <laughs> <laughs> so 1992. Um, now, did you come into the University of Miami as far as just out of, out of a, like a, another job? What, what brought you to the University of Miami? So, so basically, I came down to Miami. It was in the healthcare field. Uh, Miami was big in, you know, AIDS and spinal cord injury and all those kinds of things. So Miami was the place. So I got down here. Uh, I was a pretty good runner uh, myself, uh, uh, running for Nike back in the day. And then uh, uh, Miami's track program was pretty, pretty basic. I would guess you could say brought in a guy, Rodney Price from Nebraska. Uh, He asked me to be his assistant. I was his assistant for, I think it was four or five years before I got the head when he moved on to Oklahoma. So uh, being in the right place, right time, having opportunities. Uh, Miami was still, you know, big, just coming into the Big East. So the affiliation with the conference was huge because Miami wasn't affiliated with a conference before. And now we had rivals and all those kinds of things going on in all sports. So it was, it was a great, great uh, situation. What did you specialize in as far as being in track? What did you specialize in? Well, I, I, we were we were back in the day when we had two paid coaches, myself and somebody else, and we had uh, like 21 events to cover. So basically, I've I've done all the running events at one time or another. Uh, primarily, I was a distance runner, so primarily uh, I did middle and long distance. But but I've done done the sprints. Uh, I've done you know a lot of different, not the field, but I did I've done all the running events at one time or another at the University of Miami. 
So growing up through high school, my freshman year of high school, 1989, um, I went to a school in Broward called Board Anderson. I was walking through the hallways. There was uh, our track coach was Coach David Bowden. I'm not sure if you ever heard of him, um, but I oh, ran. Wow. I, I ran. He saw me in the hallway and goes, hey, you look like you could run. I said, run where? He goes, you look like you can run. So I, saw, I ran. A skinny guy? <laughs> I was a skinny guy. <laughs> so. He, uh, he recruited me my freshman year to run cross country, and I ran four years for Coach Bowden, um, cross country and track. And, uh, yeah, to this day, like, that's one of the greatest individuals I've ever met in my life. Great. Yeah, great guy. Know him well. Yeah, very, very well. So, so Mike, obviously now let's talk a little bit about the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. You're now the uh, official president. Obviously, there's a board of directors. What, what is the role that you hold and what is your vision for the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and Museum? Well, the biggest things we do is we, we induct uh, student athletes, coaches, administrators every year into the Hall of Fame. And then the other, other part that we, we, we have events that, that, that raise funds to be able to do the induction and all those kinds of things. And then the other thing is we got to take a big part of our history, our tradition, of University of Miami athletics and, and spell it out from our Hall of Famers to the public. Uh, so that's that's something that we really need to do. Uh, we do have a number of events. We've historically had four events, uh, fishing, bowling, golf, uh, and our induction banquet. And, and the, the key thing about these events are that uh, you, gotta, you get a chance to be up close and personal with the University of Miami Sports Hall of Famers. I mean, you can talk to them and shake their hand, you get an autograph, all those kinds of things, which is typically different than most events that you can go to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would go going to the events as well. You know, when, with our bowling tournament, uh, last time I was at, we were, uh, Jeremy Shockey was bowling next to me in the in the next lane with, with Brett Romberg. And, you know, growing up, you know, watching and idolizing those guys, that's pretty cool. But, you know, just the way that the hall puts these events on and, you know, they're, they're so welcoming and so inviting to everybody uh, to come on out and celebrate, you know, all the great and rich tradition uh, that's, you know, that's been through all University of Miami sports. Um, and there truly are some great events where I mean, we do the bowling, we do the, the golf tournament, um, you know, the fishing uh, tournament, as well as the uh, the Hall of Fame induction every year. So uh, all are just fantastic uh, events that are ran by incredible people that work super hard in the background uh, to put those uh, those events on. So great stuff. So, Coach, you are actually a inductee in our uh, University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and Museum in 2020. Talk to us a little bit about what that meant to you. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, um, uh, men's track and field, we, we were under the Title IX issue, and uh, we basically had two scholarships, which were competing against teams that have 12.6. So, so probably the biggest and one of the smartest things I did besides coaching and, you know, and, and recruiting some of the guys was – recruiting a football player. So, so when I got the head job, I went straight to Butch Davis. Butch didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was, but I knew he had a bunch of football guys I'd love to have. And uh, Butch, Butch, uh, you know, that day when I went and talked to him, he, Butch is like, yeah, my dad was a track coach. And from that point forward, we had 20, 30 football guys in track practice every day. And we, yeah. we became a competitive track team even though we had only uh, two scholarships. I mean, we, when I look back and the guys we had on our teams, you know, the Wolf folks and the Andre Johnsons and the Portises and 
you know, Santana Mosses and all those guys. Um, we just, we just figured it was common day. You know, we just, we just, that was norm for us. Nowadays we look back on it and we're like, Oh my gosh, what, what, what a cool thing to have. So who was the most impressive from a track standpoint of all those football players that you coached? I mean, there was a lot of them, but, uh, I mean, probably the, I mean, Daryl Jones won a lot of sprint titles, oh. but, uh, um, Santana Moss, man, that that guy has some that guy has some jumps on him, man. He he jumped over you know twenty six feet in a long jump, and uh, he just he just came with some some explosiveness. Then you look at the other side, you have like a Vince Wolford throwing a shot put. I mean, when I saw that dude spin in the circle, I was like, oh my! I like, you know, when you see a guy that big move like that in in the in the circle and in the shot put, and you're like. I've never seen that before. You know, just just amazing what uh, some of these guys could do. Ed Reed winning the East and the Javelin. I mean, there was just yeah, yeah. it was funny when 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 I first got the job, the football guys were all in for whatever reason, and I had I had guys offensive lineman coach. I can run the four by one. I'm like, come on, man, get away. You know, you can't do that. You know, but uh, everybody was into it for whatever reason it was. You know, what's funny is, you know, what I like about track is actually the relays. I'm a, I'm a big relay guy, you know, and, and you can go back, guys like Lamar Miller, Brandon McGee, you know, you just had some guys out there who could just run. And, and Miami is known for speed, you know, whether or not it's football, but like it's great to be able to bring the football guys onto the track side. And again, maybe, you know, I know there was a, like for in Santana's case, we, he wasn't even on a football scholarship. He was actually on a track scholarship and it was able to, crossover and play football as well is that something you were looking for as well as you know when you were recruiting you know obviously Dade County per se is just people who can maybe do both yeah no we we I, I mean that the initial uh thing when we were in scholarship probation area and, and uh Butch said hey we're going to give track three scholarships now now Rodney Price was the kind of orchestrated that but he left and then I inherited those guys in I actually recruited those guys. So, so two to three guys that we got that were supposed to be just track guys that could possibly play football are both in our Hall of Fame, Santana Moss and, and Aaron Mosier. Uh, yeah. and, and both, you know, these guys were just kind of like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, you have 115, you know, what, 85 scholarships or so. You know, these guys, maybe they can make some of themselves. You've got two guys that become All-Americans. Uh, 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 Moss, you know, uh, you know, re, uh, a returner and, and Mosier, Mosier, Aaron, Aaron Mosier as a decathlete in track and field uh, is pretty special. And then and then just I mean, the Najee Davenport's, the 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 all the local guys that we had. Um, Willis, McGahee. Willis McGahee's, you know, Andre Johnson's, you know, all these guys. It, it was just amazing. Just amazing. So, so getting back a little bit more on the Hall of Fame, what is what is your goal? Or, or again, I think I asked you, what is the vision for the Hall? Like, what do we see ourselves doing in the next two years, four years, six years, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, we, we, we're, we're – one of the things we want to do is get our more of our Hall of, Hall of Famers engaged in the Hall of Fame and, and the things that we do. Uh, with, with the new component of the museum – we want to do a number of educational components. We, we've met with uh, Dade County uh, Board of Education. We're going to start looking at 
of doing tours and also uh, educational components for the public school uh, kids, in, you know, in the area. Uh, we have an event coming up pretty soon here, uh, Women of the U, uh, that's September 8th, where we have five uh, women Hall of Famers that are going to talk about their journey in sport, uh, highlighted by Katie Meyer, uh, their, their journey in sport and journey at the University of Miami. So kind of kind of those things, educate. We, we want the public to be involved. We have a museum on campus that's, that's a pretty good secret. Uh, you know, we need to get people into our museum. It's a pretty cool thing. You could spend 15 minutes, you could spend all day in it, depending on the level of interest you have. But there's a lot of memorabilia. There's a lot of stuff from, from back in the day to, to, to now uh, that's in that hall. And, and if you're a Kane fan, oh my gosh, you, you know, you would, you, would, you would love to be there. And, uh, and, it's, and it's right next, you know, it's right next to the Hecht Athletic Center. It's right between the Hecht Athletic Center and the track, uh, track and soccer stadium. So it's, it's right there on campus. Awesome. So, Coach, what's your favorite item that we have in the museum? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, there, there are so many great things. And to me, it's, it's the history of the, the, guys, the guys that I grew up. I mean, I'm from Baltimore. You know, Ted Hendricks is in there. You know, some of the guys that played for the Ravens, you know, Ray Lewis and all those kinds of guys. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to me. And, and just, you know, you're, you're always a, a function of, of your past. And, and I grew up in an area where, you know, uh, we had a, at my high school, we, you know, I did cross country track and all that kind of thing. But, but our football coach, uh, we won 54 straight football games um, at the school I went to, Howard High School. Wow. And the, the football coach decided one day that he was going to be a track coach. So track coach, football coach, track coach, basically played football. I mean, you play, basically play, you basically had the option of playing baseball or, or I think it was tennis and track. So all the football guys were on the track team. They were throwing, they were jumping, they were doing whatever. And we had an unbelievable track team. So it's, you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of grows mm -hmm. on you. And, and to see the use of our multi-sport athletes at Miami and what we've done with them in track and football and baseball. And I mean, we've had baseball guys. We have, uh, we've had basketball guys. I mean, Tim James high jumping, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see that. And at that time, the coaches all were, you know, they were all, you know, uh, Tim James high jumping, you know, the coach, coach was all for it. You know, uh, Butch was all for those guys, you know, doing track and field. Uh, so it's, you know, I know things have changed. New things, things change over time, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty cool to see the history traditions that Miami athletics has produced. And, and the hall has all those, all those things under its roof. Great. So can you talk a little bit about the process of how the hall selects, uh, individuals and, and what the yeah, criteria sure. is we, we have a every year there's a different um selection committee and they are made up of uh some of the officers but mostly hall of famers so every year it's a different group every year it's kind of incognito so you know we don't get bombarded with you know who what and where and and hey how about this guy and all that kind of stuff but every year right around this time uh, selection committee is, is put together and um, they go through uh, the the lists and and they have 
uh, list from way back in the day to, to, to right now there's a 10 year window that you have to wait to, to be in the Hall of Fame. So from going out from 10 years to, to back in the day, uh, all those people are eligible for the, for the Hall of Fame. And, and, and right now we're, we're, we have, uh, we've done a little things different this year in the sense that we have subcommittees within in the sports. So we wanna make sure we, we don't miss anybody. Right. And, right. and, it's, and believe me, it's, it's a, one, you gotta wait 10 years. You know, I talk to guys, hey, coach, how can I get in the Hall of Fame? I'm like, you realize you got to wait 10 years to like, you're kidding. I didn't know that. So, uh, and sometimes it takes a little while. It's it's just, it's the way it goes. It, so, 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 coach, is that, is that a process, a 10-year period? Is that looking to be reduced at any point? Or is that something that's yeah, in the bylaws? I, or Yeah, that's in the bylaws. We uh, there. I think there's a number of us would would like to get that a little reduced because you look at, you know, the, the rationale for that is you look at a guy's pro career, say, say a baseball player, football player, you know, what's their career? Five, six years if they're really good kind of thing. Ten years, by ten years, I don't know about a lot of people, but some people, you know, they, they could be out two, three, four or five years and, you right. know, their, their name might not resonate with a lot of people. Gotcha. So it'd, be good, it'd be good to get, you know, probably like a five, seven year period five would i mean personally i would like five but yeah even yeah. if we get it to seven i think it would be a little bit better but that's that's something the board's got to decide on yeah correct yeah. I, I know coming up in october we do have uh, our next big event which is our golf event um yeah. can you talk a little bit about the golf event obviously it's october 19th um there's 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 numerous opportunities to sponsor play you know you can sponsor holes can you talk a little bit about the golf tournament and where it's at and things like that yeah, yeah, the Celebrity Golf Tournament is at the Biltmore, which is our home course for our, our golf team. Um, it's, it is October 19th. It's at 1 o'clock. Um, Aaron Mosier, the, the uh, football track guy, is going to be our host. He just got in the Hall of Fame last year. He's uh, a businessman. He's is, is a pretty good seller, so we're, we're hoping that he gets a, a great group there. But historically, we have... Probably last year, I think we had 25 Hall of Famers there. So again, here's an event that you can go to, uh, play. You can, there's opportunities to play. You could, you could do, don't, you could do sponsorship. You can go sponsorship anything from a whole sign, which is $300 to, to up, up the ladder. Um, but get involved. We'd love to see you come out. We'd love to see you, you know, come by and, 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 and meet our Hall of Famers and, and the people that are involved. Uh, it, it should be a great weekend. That's Clemson football weekend, the Thursday before. Um, there's a, uh, probably shouldn't be saying this, but there's a possibility. You know, we get Erickson there, uh, who's going in the ring of honor. If we, if we can get him into town the day ahead, <laughs> he's willing to play. You know, but again, that's, I didn't say he's going to be there, but we're working on it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, there, there's a lot, lot of, lot of guys and gals and 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 things are that uh, the Hall of Famer is going to be there. It's a great event. It's a fun event. Uh, you can go to Kane's uh, Golf uh, and get the information, or you can go to the Hall of Fame website, get the information for it. Uh, great, great day of golfing, uh, lunch, 
uh, festivities, you know, uh, reception afterwards. There's uh, auction items. There's all kinds of things. It's a great, it's a great event. And Tracy Kurdek, our our uh, host, our our director of that, does a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm actually excited about that because I think I'm going to actually play. And and I've been starting to play it more and more and more. Obviously, you know Hagen. Um, sure. I'm trying, I'm trying to get her to maybe join join me and create our foursome. I think I have three of us lined up. I'm trying to get a fourth. I might try to get hold of Vince Wolfork, who you mentioned earlier. He's a really good oh, friend man. of mine. See, maybe oh. and Vince plays golf, so maybe I get Vince. He, and, play, he plays everything. Uh, he, I mean, he's a phenomenal individual. When, when, phenomenal. I, when I saw when, when we were recruiting him, I saw the high school video of him punting. You know, the big, <laughs> I, I don't know how heavy he was as a high school kid guy, but here he is punting. And then then I was told he could dunk a basketball at I don't know three three whatever. You know, I'm like, oh my god, this guy is crazy. So I'm sure I know he slimmed down a lot. But uh, I'm sure he's good at anything he plays. Yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to do my best. Obviously, you know, just being a committee member, I think it's all we have to do our due diligence. We need to try to reach out there to people and say, hey, look, can you make the? If you can't golf, hey, maybe how about just sponsoring a hole? You know, just doing something to try to help and you know and get and spread the word because I feel like the board has so much on their plate. You know, us general committee members, we need to do our part, right? Not and we need to be there. We need to show up to events. We need to try to support. Um, and, you know, and that's what's going to help the hall grow, you know, and, and that's what we're looking forward to. Not just in numbers and not just in monetary, but in exposure. No, no question. Yeah, we we, we got to get out more um, and, and get more exposure. And I think we're, we're doing a number of we're, we're going to besides just those four events. Historically, we've done those four events. We need to get out in the community. We need to interact with the community. We need people to come into our museum. We need we need to go out and do things like this women of the U uh, uh, thing. Uh, we need to do more educational components like that. And uh, surprise, surprisingly, like Dade County people, they they were all they were like, oh my gosh, they're like looking around, they're looking at at the names that we have in there, and and they're like, man, this this would be great. So yeah, we we need more vis more visibility, uh, but we we got to work for it, you know, just like anything else. Gotta work at it. No, it's a good thing that Cody didn't ask me to jump on there on that foursome because I'm probably the only guy you've ever seen hit a golf ball backwards. So <laughs> now, Cody, are you that. a golfer? I've been out at I've been out at the tournament a number of times. I've seen a lot of different things. I've seen a lot of different swings. Let me tell you. I, I look like Charles Barkley out there swinging, man. It just doesn't look pretty. <laughs> oh, so good stuff. Our website, the, the the Hall of Fame website, it's it's umsportshalloffame.com. Is that correct? Correct. Mark, and, then, uh, and, then, and then and then also you can and it, it'll direct you to go to uh, uh, um, Kane's Golf. Okay. But, you know, either way you can get there. Yeah, obviously, like I said, we want to obviously here on the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. You know, we want to try to promote it and try to you know get our listeners out there, especially if you live in South Florida. You have nothing to do on a Thursday afternoon. You know, listen, you you got over a month and a half right now, give or take. You can call in. You can put in time off right now. Request the PTO. You know, try to get a foursome. How many teams or how many foursomes are we looking to try to to get for the tournament? Is there a cap? Yeah, we, we had a, we had a meeting today, and, and Tracy's trying to get thirty teams. Um, okay. I, I think you know we were sold out last year, but but the more the merrier. We need you know we need some new people coming. You know, we typically have the same people coming all the time. We, we'd love to get some new people, uh, some new people involved. Uh, you know. 
for a great event. It, it's it's truly a great event. And I tell you the, I mean, you look at the price of uh, the Biltmore. I looked at it, you know, off season, and for what you what you pay for, you know, what you would pay normally to play play at the Biltmore, you you get the Hall of Fame golf tournament. You you get all kind. Of, you get shirts and and bags and and uh, you know lunch and dinner and chance to meet people and and hall of famers uh, for the same price so it's it's a it's a good deal when you look at the ability to play uh on the biltmore course which is one of the best courses you know in, in the state of florida and one other thing that you get to do as well is you get to network with again if you're a canes fan you get to network with with uh, you know guys of like mind more cane fans obviously if you're if you're a big football guy and you get football guys there, you get to interact with them. But, you know, basketball people, soccer people, baseball people. Again, you get to network with, you know, UM alumni, which I think is pretty, pretty awesome as well. Yeah, no, no, there's, 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 I was just talking with Aaron Mosier earlier today. And, you know, we're, we're looking to bring not only some Hall of Famers out, but some people that, you know, alumni out that people will recognize from the, from the uh, TV, TV uh, world and stuff like that. To get out, but uh, if you come out, believe me, you're gonna have a good time. There's no question in my mind. You're gonna have a good time. You're gonna inter- interact with a lot of a lot of the Hall of Famers. Have a good time. Uh, you know, just just socialize and, and 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 again, you know, just just go out and have a blast. So, so Mike, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Obviously, we're getting ready for football season. You know, football is right around the corner. What do you see? What's your prediction for, for our season this year? We like to ask these questions, you know, with our guests. And, you know, are you a big, first of all, are you a big football guy as well or no? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, between, you know, like I said, all those football guys I had on the track team, man, I, you know, you, you had to be. But <laughs> I, I, was always a, I was always a football guy. Matter of fact, I started out playing football. And then, and then that's how I got into running because, I, I, one, I was not the biggest guy, but I was always, always, always faster than the other guys. But, but the football coach made us run long, you know. He ever made us run around a couple, a couple, uh, you know, baseball back steps, and I could beat everybody. They thought I was the fastest guy on the team. I was the fastest guy if we ran, you know, further, you know, about like 200, 300 meters, you know. Uh, but anyway, but no, I, I love football. Uh, and football, I'm, I'm really happy to see Tim Harris being a running back coach. Uh, so I, I got to coach Tim. Uh, running the 800, uh, you know, uh, four or five time All-American in the 800 at, at the University of Miami. And it's wonderful to see him as a running back coach. So so I'm hearing some great things on the running backs and the wide receivers and, and the quarterback and all that kind of good stuff. And 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 I've heard a couple of things that defense is playing a little bit better this year. So so I'm excited. I, I think we're going to I think we're going to get, you know, eight, nine, ten wins this year. That That'd be That'd be good. I I don't know if we're quite back yet, but uh, I think we're gonna you know we're gonna turn the corner a little bit this year, and and I think the following year, watch out. But uh, I think we're gonna be pretty good this year. So so I do have to ask this question though, Mike. Who 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 is your least favorite college in 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 North America? I just have to ask. <laughs> Oh, I'd have to probably say, I don't know. I, I think the Gators are pretty, pretty, pretty there. Cause uh, I mean, they just, just historically, they, they think they're just so much better than everybody else. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. They just think they're just so much better than everybody. And, you know, it's like, really, you know, but uh, yeah, I have to say the close, the closest, closest would be, be Florida in my, in my mind. 
They had been around I, I would years and never had an undefeated season. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. So they've been around 100 years and never had an undefeated season. Yeah, so. yeah. No, you know, they, they just think they think they're just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. Well, Coach, well, I appreciate you joining us tonight. And, again, so our golf tournament is October 19th at the Biltmore. Uh, again, go to umsportshalloffame.com. You can find the info there. Look for that. And, and, Coach, again, we appreciate you joining us here tonight and look forward to uh, many, many more. Maybe have you on during the season. And as we get wrapped up with the golf tournament, we get another tournament or another event coming up. We'd love to have you back on. And, you know, maybe next time I know there was a, a death in the family with our friend Mark. And, uh, you know, obviously we'd love to have him on as well. And, uh, you know, we give our, our condolences to to the Jobiars family in, in that situation there. And uh, so, again, Coach, we appreciate you taking your time tonight, joining us, and look forward to uh, seeing you soon, bud. No, hey, appreciate it. Again, we need visibility. Appreciate That's right. you guys. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Go Canes. All right. Go take care now. Appreciate it. That was uh, Coach Mike Ward here on the uh, Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145. Again, golf tournament coming up on October 19th. And uh, we do have a, a few things, you know, lined up in the works past that. So if you guys have any information, you can always shoot us a DM, shoot us a message, and we can give you uh, some info on that bird. Coach Mike Ward is a phenomenal guy, though. Just Oh, great, great guy. Super guy. Good to see that the, you know, the hall is in good, in good hands, you know. And, yeah. I mean, look, I know, you know, maybe tonight somebody, you know, you guys might have clicked on and expect to hear us just like all the other shows and talking about – you know, just football and camp and all that. And we're going to get into that right now, I promise. But, uh, you know, look, I mean, the, the thing about our show, it's Kane Gang. It's about everything that the, the school does and celebrating all the great history, uh, past, present, future, all the good, uh, you know, all the good work that's being done around the school and celebrating everyone and everything. So um, definitely, if you guys get a chance, everybody's listening, please, please, please take a couple minutes to get out to the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's so many cool things. You know, I asked him what his favorite artifact in there was, but, you know, for me, mine, uh, is that Seminole War Canoe that's in there. Um, you know, I always saw that thing pop up at playing a video game before. And, uh, you know, I never realized that thing was as giant as it is in real life. I mean, it almost takes an entire room up uh, when you get in there, man. So definitely, Kings fans, get out there. Check out the you know, Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. Also, jump, go to the events. Even if you don't play golf, you know, they have social tickets available. Uh, you know, all the alumni and the players that are in there, super, super approachable. Great to get some good pictures. I got my picture with Jeremy Shockey at the at the bowling tournament. I was super stoked about that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those. Yeah, right. You probably have, <laughs> you probably have videos of you and him comparing tattoos. <laughs> we do have that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I should be in the hall. Oh boy, come yeah, on. Duck says he should be in the hall of fame. I'm going to uh, nominate him. <laughs> yeah, you know. So let's get into a little bit of what's been happening this past week here on the uh, good guest bird, like bird, like you did anything there. Um, Let's uh, <laughs> I sent the all right. Let's, I, I sent the uh, I sent the link for the show out. You sent the link. That was good. See, that, no, that was all DC. That's what you do. <laughs> um, a couple things going on. Obviously, you know. Again, I think we got our starting five as far as O line. I did call it earlier with Jalen Rivers being a yeah. left tackle. Um, I just think that makes the most sense. Um, I again, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I think I, I mentioned to you. I just don't really see Zion coming back and playing. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't. You know, if you look back in the previous years, as far as the, like the good teams, when you got hurt, you played. And again, I'm saying like, you know, if you were nicked up, you played through those injuries because you weren't getting your spot back if you came off that field, you know. Yeah. And, and you look at the young guns that we have and, and Jalen Rivers is, is still young. I think he's a, a junior this year, um, but I think he's your best athlete. So I think you have to, you know, use that to your to your uh, benefit. I think. I think uh, Cohen is solidified as the left guard, Matt Lee at center, Cooper 
it's very hard to just take him out of the lineup from what I saw last year at right guard. And then then look, man, but you look top to bottom, left to right. This is probably the best old line we've had since 2013. And 2013 was a decent line with Brandon Linder and Feliciano, um, Shane McDermott, Shancho Henderson. Like, you know, we had a very, very solid line. I wouldn't say it was overly great, but it was a solid line that did the job. Yeah, man. Yeah, and look, you know, I always I, I love Rivers. I think in the past couple of years, he's definitely been our, our best lineman, especially, you know, when you look at somebody on, on tape. I thought he was staying inside because I thought, you know, um, that we were going to have Zion back and, you know, who do you replace him with? But it's, it's good to see that, um, you know, that in the absence of Zion, we obviously, you know, wish the best to, um, that it looks like, you know, that Rivers is, is going to slide into that left tackle spot, man. So super excited to see that, super excited for him. Uh, you know, hope everything works out with Zion, man. I yeah. think, you know, I, I always go back to the fact that he, you know, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this kid put on, you know, 60 pounds when he got here. And I'm like, put all that weight on that kid. That, that had to have done some damage. I mean, I, I just I'm can't sure. get that out of my head that, I'm sure. that that's what's causing him problems down the road now. Yeah, correct. Right. So. You know, and, and again, like you never want to wish ill on anybody. And I, and I hope Zion – Listen, if it takes oh, yeah. you this year just to get your body right, get your legs right, get your knees right, and then you You're go right. through your pro day, and then maybe you show out at your pro day. I mean, you have the size to play yeah. NFL ball. I do think maybe you put on too much weight too fast, mm-hmm. and just it happens, right? But, you know, hey, it is what it is. We are going to go to break here at the Kang Gang Radio Show. Uh, we will be right back shortly. we got to uh, get some commercials in there so the radio station can get paid. So give us about – 45 seconds, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back here in the last segment of the Kangang Radio Show. Thank you for waiting for that 45 seconds. We appreciate that. So getting to a few things, and I want to touch on this. Again, this this past week, we had a commitment for the 2026 class. <laughs> I, I just I just want to touch on this. Man. All I'm saying is we're worrying about what a 15-year-old kid is going to do in three years. <laughs> not this guy. Like, not this guy. I understand people who are recruiting gurus who just live and breathe about recruiting. But when you recruit as a one weekend sophomore, it just, and I'm not saying that your ceiling is going to get higher and higher and higher. Cause I'm hoping it does, but why are we excited about a kid? I'm just asking you bird, just a question. No, why are really. we excited about a kid for the 2026 class? Well, so here's the thing with that. And I actually posted something on Twitter and I I couldn't believe my eyes when I went back and I started looking at all the decommitments that we've had since 2016. And I'm actually decommitment you. Bro, it was ridiculous. And a lot of those kids are kids that you had never heard of. Um, or that, that when you look at now, like and I'm pretty who? close to recruiting and everything, who? and they're kids <laughs> that I'm like, wait, who? You got um, some names? As as we went, oh, I I can pull them, but here's the numbers since since 2016. So in 2016, 25, 17, 14 decommitments. 2018, six decommitments. 2019, 17. 2020, 20 decommitments. 2021, 11. 2022, six. Last year, 2023, seven. Right, I think some of those were were some transitional ones, but this year with this whole class, we've got zero. Right, yeah. so. When you look at what's going on, right? Like I really feel as though, you know, you, you can't turn a, turn a freight train on a dime and change the culture around here, right? But I think the commitments that Morio's getting, you know, I mean, you know that they've invested a ton of money. You know, they have a huge department now. 
and scouting. Um, you know, there's taking a lot of time getting to know these kids. I think when they're taking uh, commitments, I think they're a lot stickier, right? Um, so, you know, they yeah, may not be the kid. Three years. Yeah, yeah, well, so, but that's that's where I'm going with. So I think we're we're, we're doing right now. But when you look down the road, like yeah. so the um, the commitment from, uh, was it the, the nickel, the quarterback? Luke I got no problem with that. Get your yeah. get your quarterback a year early. Yeah. That should be, you know, you should, that's the most important thing. You, to need, get. you, you need, need a quarterback class. every class. You should have a quarterback every class. Every class. Get them. They go quick. They're important. Yeah. You know, they should, you should never do that. You know, you should never miss there. But man, I mean, like some of these, these skill position guys that are 2026, 20, like that's a, that's a long way to look down the road. And I can't help but think. So one name that, that stuck out to me was a uh, Diamante Howard. Mm-hmm. And I think that kid was a five-star when he was like three years out and we're like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, this kid's going to be incredible as a linebacker, blah, blah. Like when I look at it now, the kid was a three-star when it actually came down to the signing day and all the ratings adjustments went through. And I don't even remember where that kid went to, to school. Like he just, no. you know, fizzled off, man. No. So yeah, man. I mean, it's, there, there is such thing as, as taking commitments uh, too early. Okay. Right? But I do like the fact that they're, they're giving out offers early. Cause in South Florida, like for some reason you got to, pour salt on the popcorn and you got to be able to offer these kids when they're freshmen, sophomores, you know, you just can't look in your backyard when they're a senior and be like, you know, Hey, look, no, we're going to offer you now. Meanwhile, every, yeah. Every other school has been offering you since you were a freshman, sophomore, junior, we're late to the, we know we're late to the party. You know what I mean? So, but, so I do like the fact that they are looking at kids that are younger and they're extending offers. I just think that that is a way to listen. The kid, I think, is going to have phenomenal talent. He flashed mm-hmm. as a freshman at American Heritage. At the same time, I go back to people like like Greg Rousseau. I would have loved to see him come back. Well, listen, and he's doing great in Buffalo. He, he, he had a perfect spot. But guys like that, I would like to see what they would have done with another year in college to see if – listen, you go in the first round, you go in the first round. I can't, I can't knock that. But he went at the back end after pro day, like in the 30s. Maybe you come back another year. Maybe you show more tape. Like this is what I did this one year, but look what I did my second year, you know, and it bolsters yeah. you. So I, yeah, I, but I, how much further are you going to get bolstered? So like my take on that, like, look, I just use that as an example. Yeah. If you're really, really the only point where you're pretty much guaranteed to make the team is probably up to the third round. I mean, we've seen fourth and fifth round draft picks get cut from training camp before, yeah. you know, it, it's happened. Right. So I think if you know, you're, you're a, a, a third, you know, a, first two-day draft pick, I think you go, right? Yeah. Um, you know, look, at but like Will and- look, look at guys like Will Anderson came yeah. back another year. Like, again, he could have left after the previous year. Like, But, but he didn't really do himself any favors coming back. He was already going to be a top. I don't know, but, but he went three. Like, he went yeah. three. Like, that's huge. You he didn't have been- like year before. Maybe. The kids are but still. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, you look at the, like, for us, for example, yeah. Joe Yearby. I think we said his name on the phone the other night. As Brad Kaya. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, bro, Brad came, if Brad would have came back and quarterbacked us in 2017, like, look, shout out to Malik, man. He made some, some magic memories in there. Right. And I mean, look, he put the, he put the team on his back for definitely smoking mirrors, though. Definitely smoking yeah. mirrors. But yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think he would even tell you that. I mean, you know, yeah. if, you know, face to face, he'd say, yeah, you know, like we, we got, we got lucky in a lot there. So you the know, reason why I say this, but, but the reason why I bring this up, Bert, is again, you have a kid that's come into the sophomore year. What if this coming year he comes out, 20 catches, one touchdown, 400 yards? Yeah, you're locked on that. You know what I mean? Like, 
show me something. Like, show me your progression. Like, nothing that he set the bar up here, but you kind of set the bar as a freshman. Like, what do you do in your sophomore year? What do you do in your junior year? Like, and then, like, are you just continuing to progress and progress and progress? Or are you degressing? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's all I'm getting at, you know? Like, I, I get given, you know, given offers, at least reach out, talk to the people, like, hey, we're really high on you. We like, you know, but man, to, to be at, like, yeah. somebody. Well, here's the, here's the thing. We're, you know, we're on you, right? But right now we're focusing on this class. Like, look, we're going to be there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. You can still text them every day. Like, you know, Crystal Ball texts text these kids every single day. Every kid that he's on, he shoots messages out to these kids. So stay in there, stay on it, say, look, you, you know, you will most likely have a committable offer, but you got to continue to grow your game and whatnot, you know? Yeah. That's all I'm getting at. But like, I, listen, I've said it from day one since you've probably met me until the kid signs, I don't care what your commitment is. Yeah. You know, you talk about, we had seven decommitments last year in 2023 or 2022. Right. Mm-hmm. I only know of two of them. I know Rashada and I know Cormani. Mm-hmm. Who? I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Like I care. Like, bro, I watched you get trucked. I watched you get trucked the other day. Like, literally, you got trucked. So, I mean, like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, listen, sometimes kids have to do what they have to do to better their families or whatever the case may be. Especially now in the NIL world, right? Like, again, I think what you did was kind of dirty, but that's just the way the game's played these days, right? You know, again, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow. But yeah. those are the only two guys that I knew of that like decommitted was Rashada and Cormani. I mean, who else? Who else do we really know of that decommitted? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I could pull. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, Reed McKetska who was the tight end, and he was more of a drop than anything. Connor Liu went to Auburn. Yeah, Con- that, really was, com- that was strictly he a, yeah. He, but he wasn't really committed. Was he committed to Miami? Oh no, he was locked in. Yeah, okay. and like okay. his dad's a huge Canes fan. Yeah, correct. He just correct. came down and he wanted the aviation. Right. So program. I know three of them. Okay, so I yeah. know the four of them, but like. Here's another one. The kid Antoine Jackson that was like 16 years old. Oh my god, went to ECU. Didn't he? Yeah. But he he signed with Miami and then left. Yeah, he followed a girl to ECU. Yeah, but, but but he didn't decommit. He signed. So, yeah, maybe yeah, he's a baby. He's he's, he's you know he's a giant. He was already committed, I think, before Morio even had the job, right? Correct. And then he, he reclassed and he moved up. You know, again, here's another example of taking someone who was he should immature. be in this class immature. this year. Immature, immature. Exactly. Uh, Andy Jean, that one burns a little bit, right? That kid, I think that kid's gonna be really good. Um, they have no, but, Florida has no quarterback. Uh, yeah, they do. They got Graham Mertz. Turnover oh machine. Gosh, <laughs> make it Mertz so good, bro. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Just to where I miss John sometimes because John would be going in. <laughs> <laughs> John would go in on him, man. Depends on where he, he would be going in too. Like that's the only thing I don't. <laughs> Well, you know me, yeah. you know where I would be going. <laughs> yeah, but so, so what, I mean, what do you think about how this thing all shook out for Rashad? I mean, obviously, you know, Florida dangled a, a $13 million carrot in front of the kid. I mean, look, if, if you know, the Gators threw that in front of me, I'd probably be interested in it myself, and I hate them. But, you know, throw that out there. How they many screw people the go kid. Take, yeah, how many people go to take, take the bag, do a year, and then say, you know what, I'm gone? Yeah, but the bag wasn't there. That's the but problem. But I'm saying, though, but if it was there, yeah. do you think he's yeah. there for a year? I mean, yeah, who knows? But he would probably be starting for him this year if they didn't uh, if they didn't screw it up. Bro, he's still 170 pounds in the SEC. Yeah. He, but yeah, I mean, he won the job at Arizona State. I know it's Arizona State, but still, you know, he he built he beat out the kid from Notre Dame that was there, Drew Pine. So, I mean, look, I'm just saying, I get it. I get I'm it. Saying. I'm just saying, 
you know, like it's just it's funny how this thing. So okay, moral so, of the story. Yeah, moral of the story. You don't stress this stuff, right? So no. like, I enjoy it. You see, like we're in that group. We talk all day. You know, no, just no, like, no. not we, not, not you. You'll, <laughs> you'll throw a thing in there every once in a while. But like, look, we. I'm pretty active in there. But like, you know, like that doesn't impact my mood. You know, like yeah, yeah. maybe a couple of people in there it does, but you know, it just doesn't impact my mood. Like if we don't land a kid, oh well, move on, right? Like. You know, the Zaquan Patterson kid. He's probably going to choose FSU. Best of luck to you, bro. See ya. You know, but you're you're another one that, you know, is just whatever. You know, you're – I mean, it, one kid doesn't make or break the program. So, you still have a top 15 class yeah, right now. Yeah, correct. And it's going to get it's going to get better. I think you – I mean, I think, you, I think you can land a David Stone. I think that's going to be a huge get if you do mm-hmm. get him. If you lose Patterson, okay, so be it. Until you start winning – this is what sure. these kids want to see. Again, I don't care what's happening here in August. Let me see what's happening in early signing day in December when Miami is winning nine or ten games. Let's see if there's any change and be like, you know what? Hmm, maybe I want to stay home. Maybe yeah. I want to come to Miami. I think that all changes if Miami starts winning. To, to get the big fish, you need three things. Number one, first and foremost, you got to have NIL, right? We know we have our NIL intact. Even with all the Ruiz stuff, we still know our – connection. NIL. Kane's connection, man. And that's, you know, that's I need to reach out yeah. to them and see if they want to come on the show and talk about NIL. Wow. Let's do it, man. Yeah. I think that would be a very interesting yeah. guest to have okay. on. But so NIL, first and foremost, you gotta have number two, you gotta be able to have relationships, right? You gotta have mm-hmm. genuine, authentic relationships that are usually long-standing, right? To really land these kids, right? I think we checked that box. Crystal Bowl is relentless. His staff is relentless talking to these kids, you know, everything that anybody's ever said. You know, is that, you know, he's very honest. He's authentic. I mean, heck, we were we were talking to uh, someone outside of Atlanta after the Alabama game for a long time. What they say? And it wasn't even, you know, the guy we knew. It was his wife that was like crystal ball, Texas, every single night, you know, just to just to say good night. How was your day? Yeah, How's everything? You got so to The third thing you got to have is production. And we're coming off a of five and seven season. So, you know, if you're. In the top, you know, if you're losing Kamari and Franklin at the end, if you're losing a David Stone to to an Oklahoma, you know, that's you kind no of no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, man. Like, I get it. so I don't stress it. Like, look, you know, what's the alternative? We don't swing for the big fish in, in the yeah. class. You know, like, no, I want you talking to those guys, especially in the age of the transfer portal, because if those kids hit the portal, you want your coach to be able to pick it up and say, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, it kind of worked out like I told you. They didn't. Yeah. Look, nothing's changed here. We still feel the same way about you. We got a spot for you. This is what you're looking at. Come lock in. You so know? speaking of spots, do we have a spot for Jake Garcia? I would I think I still think he'd be your number two this season. Man. I do. I mean, no, no, I'm not listen, I'm just saying it's like, not I mean it's not just a, you know, the friendship with the Garcias or anything. No, I mean, no, I, I'm just saying, like, bro, you, yeah. you know, you left to go to Mizzou thinking you're gonna be the one. Man, like and you're not even a two. Yeah. I mean, it's, bro, like, so, you know, that's the thing with the portal, man. The portal give it and the portal take it, bro. So you I know, go like, back, I, I go back telling people, man, like I, I'm probably one of Tyler Van Dyke's biggest supporters from day one. You like, yeah. Everybody wants to jump. Oh, oh, Jake Garcia, Jake Garcia. People are jumping in pools when he committed. And I just didn't think that he, I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. I just didn't, <laughs> see, about enough, that. <laughs> I just didn't see enough of him. To really like, like, give me the wow factor, you know. I saw Tyler yeah. as a kid who came in, who committed, 
who never wavered, didn't care who the competition was. You know, again, you know, he you was here. Recently, but go ahead. So they say. I, I think. Listen, <laughs> he wavered. So, so they say. I don't think he was ever waving. I, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but that boy wavered recently. But I get you. I'm just saying. Never wavered. You know, and, and again, yeah. like the offense that he was, you know, running for two for a year and a half was, you know, good. And then you brought in someone's other offense that just was kind of putrid. Like, why wouldn't you? If you yeah. don't know what your future is going to hold and you're a quarterback, I think you do have to, you know, like, explore, right? But at the end of the day, he stayed. Um, yeah. Yeah, listen, we wish the Garcia the best, right? Like, it Absolutely. just it, it stinks that he went out there and it didn't, you know, didn't make, uh, didn't make work out for him. And, you know, now what does yeah. he do? Just get yards the first down and see how things are. That, that's a good point, right? If you can average four or five yards on first down and, and listen, and that doesn't have to just be running the ball, throwing the ball. Like, man, sometimes you just got to get the ball in space. You know, give me a jet sweep. If you go back to the spring game, I was impressed by the very first play. They brought Restrepo in motion, tossed it to Restrepo on an end around. I think he picked up like 25 yards. You have to do that in order to stretch the defense. When you have the guys now, like speed guys, Kobe Young, you know, uh, Harold, you know, Jacoby George, like you need to be able to go vertical to get the safeties and the corners to drop, and then that's going to open up the middle of the field. And then when yeah. you open up the middle of the field, now your safeties might kind of creep up a little bit, and then boom, you take a shot downfield. Like I think our passing game – look, I'm telling you right now, I think Miami's winning against Miami, Ohio. Um I, I think they're up at halftime, 30 to 3, 30 to 7. I think they win 48, 48 10, like easy. I think they just spanked Miami of Ohio. People might doubt me. I mean, listen, the spread 17 and a half. Psh, no, I think they well, won by 48. I, I never pick us to lose, no matter what. I don't care. Shoot, I picked us when we were going up to Alabama, going to the, you know, going to Atlanta to play Alabama. I'll just, I'm always going to pick us to win. It's just how, it's just how I am with my, with my team. I mean, I'm a realist. I know, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, not the, smartest decision to make but look i'm always going to ride with them but i mean you know look when you look at at what i think we're going to look like this year right with a high powered downfield offense that can really run the ball that has a lot of different pieces that can run the ball a mauling offensive line i I mean i do think that this o-line is going to be ridiculous when you see these guys these guys look like nfl linemen before dudes didn't look like nfl linemen man like they look like we shall see one week you know, from when this show airs. So, no again, doubt. coming up September 1st, Miami Hurricanes against Miami of Ohio Redhawks. And uh, I don't know. We out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs>